Hey, this is Ryan Chapman with Fix Your Funnel, and in today's episode, I'm going to share with you my process for creating a book. I just barely finished this process, and I'm on a road trip, and the truth is my car is doing most of the driving. I am paying attention to the road, but since it's doing most of the driving, I figured I might as well share with you the experience that I had as I created my last book. I started it about two weeks ago and just wrapped it up uh, yesterday and so the process is still pretty fresh in my mind and this one took so long because I really wanted to make sure I I did a really good job on it so I put a a little extra time into it that's about as long as creating a book should take and I'm gonna walk you through the process step by step I identified 11 steps so you know this is gonna take a little time but I'm gonna give it to you big picture so hopefully it'll be enough that you'll have a good idea of how you can do the same thing if you haven't already and if it's not enough then you can always ask for more details and creating a book isn't a trivial thing it's got to be on a topic that you know a lot about if you don't know your topic then you probably shouldn't be writing a book on it in the first place Um, another point is make sure that your book has a point Uh, make sure that your book is going to take the reader on a journey now I've said many times before that a book does 90% of its work just by existing meaning most people will never read your book unfortunately and so just the fact that you have one is going to be the big difference for positioning you with other people that you are presenting your goods and services to so most people will look at a book they'll look at the cover they might read that they'll flip it over they might read that and then they might flip through the pages so make sure there's some actual words on the pages but that's about as far as most people are going to go and that alone will be enough for people like wow this person is actually an author on the topic and so that's going to do most of the work but if somebody does read your book I say you ought to take them on a journey you ought to lead them somewhere when you're done with them with the book they ought to be better off than they were before they came across your book. So what that means is that you you got to respect the people who are going to read it enough to put forth the effort to actually give them something that will lead them somewhere positive. So that's actually step number one. Step number one is get an idea of what the book should accomplish. What do you hope will happen once the person goes through your book? And that's really critical so make sure you put a lot of thought into that for me I've been thinking about this book for a couple of years and honestly I probably should have put it out a year and a half ago it didn't take me that long to think about it but you might have some similar topic that you've been thinking about for a long time and so get that idea what, what is it that this book will accomplish what will it do for people um, for me I, I see these common mistakes that people keep falling into and they end up doing really stupid things that hurt their business and when I think about a business being hurt I also think about all the ramifications of that also it hurts that individual because when a business fails it a little piece of that entrepreneur dies with it and yes you can learn from it you could like the phoenix you can come back out of the ashes even stronger than ever but there is a little part of you that dies when a business doesn't work and there's also this immense stress and pressure on the people around you because they know even if they're not cheering for you most of the times hopefully your family is they're they know that it takes a lot and so when that thing doesn't work out you know 
it hurts them. And so I know that there's a lot at stake, and so I want to make sure that when with my book in particular that the people that read it would be way better off, that there would be some clarity, there would be some uh, new insight that would help them avoid some major pitfalls and to make some better choices that they're maybe naturally avoiding making that would make all the difference for their business. So I had that intent when I came into it. You should have an intent too. What do you, you hope to accomplish? The next thing, this is step two, is you want to assemble any content you've created on the topic. So that would include podcast episodes, such as this one we're talking about right here. It would also include videos you've created, worksheets maybe you've put together, a checklist you've created, anything, any content you've created around your topic, a blog post, a social media post. You want to kind of get all that content around you, kind of look through it. And we're not necessarily going to copy that exactly. I'll tell you, in preparation for my book, I took a bunch of our podcast episodes that we had done in the past, even some of the interviews, some trainings. Uh, I had those actually fully transcribed, and then I had them all assembled together in one document, and then I had uh, members of my team break them down into outlines. So, like, what were the big points that came out of all those? And then that gave me a place to start, so I was able to look through all of that content and see, you know, make start making notes of what are those big ideas that I know I've got to cover in this book in order for me to accomplish the goal that I've set for me in step one. And once I got that all together, then I was ready to get to step three, which is make a list of important points. What should your audience know? What pitfalls should they look out for? I mean, there's certainly things that you've learned the hard way that don't necessarily need to be learned the hard way. If somebody would have just pointed those things out to you, you could have avoided all that heartache and all that pain and trouble. And so what are those things that you have on your topic? what have you learned from your experience? Not all negative. Maybe you know there was a positive experience where you accidentally did the right thing the first time. What did you learn from that? You know, what were those things that, that you could pass on that would make all the difference to the person? Uh, what should somebody that's studying your topic that you're going to write about in your book? What should they pay attention to? And also, what should they ignore? You know, um, some of the things that I brought up in my book were these myths that get passed around that I know from experience are not true. They're not fact, but they get passed around as if they were. And so what are those things? And and how could I um, help people avoid those problems by not focusing in on the things they shouldn't focus on, the things that they should totally ignore? And then also point their attention to those things they should totally focus on because those things are really critical. And if you miss them, it would make a big, di- you know, a big difference in terms of the outcome that you would get. So that's what you want to do in step three: is just make a list of all those important points. Those are the things that they should believe in order for them to get that outcome that you're hoping for them. What are those things that they need to know inside and out? What perspective do they currently have that maybe needs to change? So what's that paradigm shift that needs to occur? And once you get all those different points laid out, now you're in, in a good place to have step number four take place, which is create an outline that seems to flow. There tends to be a natural order that will kind of reveal itself to you as you're looking at all these important points that you're, you're seeing. And you know, if you're having a hard time with it, I'm a very visual person, so if someone starts saying numbers to me, for example, my eyes glaze over, roll back into the back of my head, and I just don't get anything. So. One thing that I've done before is I've taken all those important points and I've put them on little strips of paper and then I can move that those pieces of paper around easily. Now I know you can do the same thing with a computer, but for me, some reason, just having that tactile 
uh, experience of being able to grab those pieces of paper and move them around was really helpful for me to see things a little bit differently. So maybe that will work for you. But look at look at all those important points and start arranging them in natural groupings or order. Because usually things do have some sort of natural grouping and order, and you're just discovering that in this process. And you're going to get an outline. This is going to be really the, the skeleton of what is going to become your book. Now, once you've got that outline together, you want to start identifying stories that you should include. Um, just books that just teach stuff are super boring, and they're hard to keep people's attention. And people will forget the points that you make. But if you can tell a story, why? that's a totally different experience. That story will be remembered, and that story will hold within it those important points that you want to make. Because if you've been, if, if you've got a topic that you're knowledgeable about, I guarantee you've got stories on that topic too. Stories where people did exactly the wrong thing. Stories where you saw people do exactly the right thing. Stories where there's a good mix of both. And as you tell those stories, you can highlight then those important points that you want to make. So that's the next step, is identify all those important stories and lace those into that outline. Make sure you put down, hey, tell the story about you know Bill and the time that he forgot to do this. So get those stories into the outline. Then make sure you've got your key points. Maybe there's a phrase, right? So I'm gonna share a phrase with you in a little bit, and that's a key phrase. And so I would, if I was writing a book on this topic, I'd wanna make sure that that key phrase was in there, because that key phrase is gonna be really critical, and I don't wanna miss it, right? So make that sure that those key phrases get in your outline as well. And then finally, what's a question that you must answer? Write down the actual question, because what I found is that usually, at least for me, uh, my answers come best in the context of a question. So if somebody's like, hey, tell me something really important, I'd struggle. But if they ask me a question, boom, I know exactly what I'm going to say because that is going to harness the information that I've collected in my mind. So you want to do the same thing. Make sure that you've got some really solid questions that you know people should be asking or that they do commonly ask about your topic. And once you get those in there, now you've completed step five. And I named step five identify because it's identifying those key stories and key points and questions that you want to answer. And then this comes to the fun part. And I think it, when you get to this part, you may be so surprised. I, you know, I've done this several times, but I was still very surprised by how quickly this stuff came at this point. Because step six is record. So you can get your phone out and record it on your phone. But you want to record a chapter at a time is what I found. Because if you're trying to record a whole book, that's just too much. So record a chapter at a time. And as you record it, you're just going to go through your outline and start saying the stuff. And it doesn't have to all flow. And it doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, you may repeat the same concept multiple times. And you may see say things in an awkward way that just don't read well. That's okay, that's totally normal. As you're doing that though, understand that what you're doing is you're starting to build a block of content that is gonna be able to be whittled down to become your book. So once you've got a chapter recorded, kick it off to be transcribed. There are a ton of great services that will transcribe your stuff in minutes and for pennies. You don't want to pay for this this dollar per minute stuff when it, when it comes to these transcriptions. You're talking 10, 15 cents max 
to transcribe your recording of your chapter. Because it's not going to be an exact, but it'll be like 95% there. That's how good the transcri automatic transcription services are now. Especially if you have a crisp recording and you're, you're careful to enunciate your words. You don't have to be crazy like in the Dragon Dictation days. You can just say the words clearly. And that'll be enough and it'll be able to transcribe close enough because the next phase is step eight and that is refined. You're actually going to go through each of these chapters, throw them all into one document. I, I use Mac, so I have a pages document that I've put to the right size and format for the book that I'm going to do. It's a six by nine size. In fact, if you want that, um, I'll make it either a link so you can download that that uh, pages document or so, something. I'll get it to you somehow. But I just actually copy that content uh, from the transcription service and paste it directly into the, the document that will be my rough draft of my book. And what you want to be shooting for is roughly about 125 pages on the minimum, in my experience. For me, though, I'm looking for a book that's going to end up somewhere between 150, 200 pages max. 125 is still acceptable, but I'm looking for something that's going to be you know, in that range. And the reason why I, I like a book in that range is it's not intimidating. You hand that to somebody, they're not going, geez, i got to read all this. You know, it's probably going to be something they can sit down and read in a few hours. And so, you know, they got a long plane flight, boom, they've read your book. And that's where you really want to get it, in my opinion. Now, the, the reason I feel like you want to get it there is because the content that is not consumed is not valuable. And unless you've already got a reputation where people are just going to absolutely, you know, devour whatever you put out, make it manageable, make it edible. So for that case, what we're looking for is you want to be somewhere around 100, 125 pages. And the reason why is your book, if it starts at 100 to 125 pages, is going to end up at 150 pages probably. Because you're going to go through this process of refining. And here's the important phrase that I want to get out in this recording. I wrote this one down. And that is, it is easier to carve marble than it is to make it. So it's easier to carve marble than it is to make it. Now, I know they have artificial marble and it's crap, but to make real marble is this arduous long process that takes millennia. But to carve it is so much easier. And the reason I say this is because a lot of people, when they go to try and do a book, they sit down with a blank document in front of them and they start trying to write. And that is one of the most monumental, difficult tasks you can put upon yourself. But if you've got 100 pages of content that are your ideas, and you're the one that just barely said them, maybe even just an hour ago, it's so much easier now to refine those thoughts. You knew what you were trying to communicate. Maybe you did it well, maybe you didn't do it well. But either way, when you have this, this, uh, this document, you're down in a position to be able to start refining it fairly quickly because you know what you're trying to communicate. And you maybe will notice, oh, I missed a point or I said that really weird. How can I say that better? Or I added too many words in to say that I could refine that down to, from two paragraphs to one sentence. And so whatever it is, as you go through and you go through step uh, eight, which is to refine, you're going to find the writing processes, which is what you're actually doing, can come pretty quickly. You don't have to carry the thought either because the thought's carried itself already as you are speaking it. Now all you have to do is just refine it. And so it's really cool because as you're going through this refining process, it becomes easier and easier. And that's really exciting. And I was really excited about that as I just worked on this last book, how, how quickly it came. I was a little disturbed about how, 
how confusing my words sounded as I was you know, reading the original transcription, but I was really pleased with how well it refined out. Now, as you're going through the refined process, it's going to take you then to um, the identifying maybe some visual aids, like is there an image that would help express this concept that I'm, that I'm trying to teach here? The other thing that I do at this point is I start lacing in my text message call to actions. So it should be no surprise to you that I would put a text message call to action in my book. But that's because I look at my book as, as a little salesman. And you should do the same. It should be selling somebody on some concept. And so I want people to be able to communicate with me. I want to deliver to them resources that I can't put in the book. So in the book, I can't put a video training that, where I go really in depth maybe on how to actually execute on a strategy I'm describing. But I can give someone a keyword and a phone number that text that in. So wherever I see like, hey, you know, I've already got a training. In fact, I pulled it together as I was getting this book ready. I want to give that to somebody who reads this book. That's going to be an SMS call to action. And so as I'm going through the refine process, I'm going to identify these natural places where maybe I've got some more content I want to deliver to them. Or, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to try and describe this in words. It would make a lot more sense for me to give them a video or an audio file or maybe a worksheet. And so as you go through and you identify these natural uh, resources that you would want to give to somebody that you, you want to learn this concept, then you're going to place in an SMS call to action. And I don't have to explain to you why that's uh, such a big deal, hopefully. Hopefully you already understand why it's so critical. If you don't, then you're going to get my latest book, <laughs> and you're going to understand exactly why it's such a big deal. So now once I've done all this, now I'm going to give it to some people. If you have a team, you're going to give it to members of your team and have them read through it and point out a few things. You're looking for awkward wording. So uh, I thought I'd done a really great job my first time through. And I was surprised at how many awkward wordings I'd left behind. So you're going to have the people that are reading your book identify awkward wordings. You're going to have them look for bad grammar that maybe you, you just missed because you were going through it and you were focusing on higher level stuff. Help them identify that. Then phrases and concepts that aren't clear. This is a really important part. Now for me, um, I don't want to disrupt the flow of my book having to explain a phrase or concept that maybe might not be familiar to all my readers. So what I do is I do a footnote. So I put a little footnote in, and then in that footnote, I'll go ahead and explain as far as I need to the concept that maybe wasn't clear for other people. Sometimes the concept will be one I just need to add a new, a new section into the book on to explain. And so I will do that. But if it's like just they're not really familiar with the word, like CRM, it's a, a phrase that a lot of people aren't familiar with. And so... If that's the case, then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to simply, you know, do a little footnote and then go explain that there, and then that'll be enough. All right, once you've, you've done all nine of these steps, you're ready for the second to last step, which is give your book a name. I don't believe in titling a book early on, because if you title a book early on, I feel like you're gonna like paint yourself into a corner. And even though I said at the beginning I wanna establish a, you know, a, a destination of where I wanna take this book, that doesn't mean that I have to be cornered by that. As I go through the process of refining and creating and doing all this stuff, I may identify, hey, you know, this book really should be taking people somewhere else. And that's okay if you have that progression as you're going through the process. So that's why I don't like to title it early on. I'll, I'll, I give my book a topic, but I don't want to title it until I've really seen, as I've refined the content and I've kind of sculpted this, what should it be called? And 
at that point, I feel like the name will come out a little easier. But, you know, run the name by a few people. Get their thoughts on it just so that you can get uh, some feedback on what do people say. If you really want to be real scientific and you feel like this book has got a lot of hinging on it, you could run Facebook ads with the titles and see what people respond to most. But for me, you know, I don't feel like that's necessary. I just want to get my own title on it, and that'll be good enough. Um, and then number step number 11 is have a cover made. And for that, for having a cover made, go ahead and, you know, just send that off to Fiverr or one of these $99 design things and have somebody else create that unless you're an artist and uh, a book designer or a topographer. If you're none of those things, then, you know, just have somebody else make it for you. Once you know the spirit of what your book is about, I don't stress too much about that because the truth is there's a lot of people that um, spend too much time worrying about stuff that really doesn't make any difference. As long as it looks professional to you, that'll probably be good enough. So that's it. That's uh, how I create a book in a nutshell. Yeah, there are some little nuances. Um, you know, one that I thought of just as we're finishing up here that might be valuable to you is I do, because I'm using Mac and I'm using Pages, what I'll do is I'll use the collaboration uh, tool in there and I'll turn on um, tracking edits. And what that does is that'll allow me to see any changes that people recommend or comments that they have. And it's really nice because of the way that Apple's done if they have an Apple device. Um, and they have access to pages, then they'll be able to do that. If you're not in that environment, then you could use a, a Google Doc to do the same thing and just not pull it out of the Google Doc and put it into the formatting document until you're done with the whole process of getting the book laid out. Um, for me, I like to do it in pages because I get a feel for it. Um, I can start looking at the formatting and I like to do all that stuff myself because of my copywriting experience. I really want to make sure I build a, a dual readership path. A dual readership path is the process of um, pulling people back into the, the copy or the book. And so it's using titles and bolds and italicized and quotes and stuff like that to capture people's interest and bring them back into the book. Because maybe someone's just flipping through it, and if I can capture them as they're flipping through it, then I've got a chance of grabbing them into the book and pulling them all the way in and taking them on the journey that I've got designed for them in the book. So at any rate, um, I'll try and uh, give you some of the softwares that we use. We use a transcription software. It's a Mac software again. But there's lots of services you can use out there. But, um, you know, I really feel like one of the best things you can do for yourself is position yourself or your business properly. Because when you position your, yourself or your business properly, everything else is easier. Um, when you fail to position yourself properly, everything's harder. So you can be doing the exact same things but positioned well, and they'll be much more fruitful much more rewarding because you're actually going to get to have the revenue to make the business fun. So I really encourage you, if you don't already have a book, to, to make one, create one, use this process I outlined. You can go pay somebody 25 grand and they'll do this whole process for you, um, or you can just follow the process and do it yourself. It, it does take a little bit of time. If you've got a full-time job and you've got to be working on that, you don't have the luxury of being able to spend, you know, full days working on this. I spent about uh, four full days of work on this um, over the course of those two weeks. 
And so, you know, I had that luxury. If you don't have that luxury, you can do an hour at a time following this process in the evenings and you can get to where you need to be. So uh, whatever, whatever the case may be, I encourage you to try the process, create a book. Uh, even if you don't feel like you can publish it, I would encourage you just to go for it. This is Ryan Chapman with Fix Your Funnel, and as always, keep moving forward.